0: Welcome to the Essay for FA's Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich, and today I'd like to move beyond the slogans and see if we can offer a little bit more clarity about investment risk in retirement. The impetus for this discussion is this week's episode of the Baby Boomer Investing Show, produced by Seeking Alpha contributor Ron Sears and his sister, Kathy Tarocchioni. I've linked to their YouTube channel on my Seeking Alpha article page. Most listeners are familiar with the idea that there is a Wall Street view of things that is often at odds with a more Main Street perspective, Wall Street representing the moneyed interests and Main Street symbolizing common sense. Ron's show is definitely Main Street but this is a common sense combined with an extremely rare sophistication when it comes to financial issues. After all, Ron's been in the business as a pension consultant and target date fund manager for about 50 years. I'll offer you an executive summary of what Ron is saying, layered with a little bit of my own commentary. Ron is saying that baby boomers need to exercise caution with their portfolios, ensuring that their wealth is secure during a 5 to 10-year risk zone centered around their initial retirement. The reason for this is that there is a profound difference between an investor who is seeking a long-term return and an investor who will need to be living off of his or her lifetime savings. This should be common sense. If you are, say, 65 years old, you cannot or will not work again, and if you're not so rich that you don't need to think about money, then that means you can't afford to lose what you have. So you guard that wealth against the risk of a market crash that might come at an early stage of your retirement. Such a crash can wipe out your wealth when you don't have time on your side to see the market recover, which could take a decade, give or take. Remember, each month you're making substantial portfolio withdrawals. So the math and time propel you towards portfolio depletion. As Ron makes clear, if you're not making withdrawals, say you're 40 years old, then sequence of returns is a non-issue. In short, the life cycle matters. In contrast to this bit of common sense is the Wall Street point of view, which is expressed in many ways. Always stay invested is one. Stocks for the long run is another. If you've been paying attention, you'll realize that these slogans crumble before the distinction between the life cycle requirements of a 65-year-old versus a 40-year-old. But perhaps the most insidious expression of this Wall Street philosophy comes not in the form of a slogan, but in the form of an actual portfolio mix, a common one. In Wall Street lingo, nothing is as conservative, namby-pamby, or dull as the conventional 60-40 stock bond mix, and nothing more boring than a target date fund which is seen as safe if not ultra-cautious. But Ron shows that these allocations are quite aggressive. The typical target date fund is about 50% in equities and 40% in bonds, with just 10% in safe assets like treasury bills, at the target date, meaning at the point of retirement. To most years, that sounds safe, but that combination lost 30% in 2008 and 15% in the coronavirus quarter. That would be a wipeout for the majority of boomers who don't have a shot at a retirement redo. Remember, they're about to be, or already are, taking monthly withdrawals. Ron's recommended portfolio for this risk zone, which includes 70% safe assets, lost just 5% in 2008, and 2% in the corona quarter. I'll chime in now with a comment. The name of the game on Wall Street is Accumulation of Assets, from which asset managers derive fees. That incentivizes equity ownership, if only because high equity allocations lead to better long-term performance numbers, which is how companies market their funds. But those long-term numbers include wipeouts along the way. If it's your retirement, you need to be very careful with your money. Again, unless you're so rich that you don't need to touch the portfolio during these years. Okay, you might say, but we've just endured a major market crash. We should be fine for the next decade because that's how things go the market shot up for more than a decade after the 2008 crash, right? Sure, that's what happened, but that's not the rule. There are no shortage of risks, and his warnings about the current known risks is where Ron's Baby Boomer show was most effective. Listen to his show for the full analysis, but among the factors he discusses are a second wave of COVID, stocks that are priced as they were before COVID, but with 20% less earnings, bonds that pay no interest, and whose biggest buyers include not the Japanese or Chinese, but Uncle Sam himself through Federal Reserve asset purchases, a real estate bubble, modern monetary theory, the loopy idea that we can and should just print more money, world debt totaling $200,000 per person, nuclear threats from Iran and North Korea, China trade issues, European deflation, and the potential for a subsequent hyperinflation, insolvency of Social Security and Medicare, whose doom dates have moved down to this decade as a result of COVID. Any one of these things unraveling in the coming few years could give this decade a very different character than the one that preceded it. With an economy already in recession and numerous sources of economic instability before us, it would be unwise to assume that pre retirement money keyed to the standard level of risk will pay off for most boomers. Indeed, we should find it disconcerting that the stock market is jumping for joy when the economy, which represents real people, is down in the dumps. The career pension consultant says his colleague's standard view was once What is the maximum risk we can get the client to take? the thinking being that risk pays off. He and others have now come to the more sober view that it is more prudent to take the minimum risk you need to achieve your goals. The key goal for most retiring boomers is, or ought to be, to protect their nest egg. I'll conclude with two brief thoughts. First, America's global reputation for cowboy-type aggressiveness applies as much to the investing realm as to other areas. Investors in other parts of the world generally do not take on nearly as much risk. This makes sense. The U.S. has enjoyed a blessed history. Peoples of other nations also want riches, but they know all too well that they can get burned by risking too much. I would argue that what has enabled Americans to prosper above and beyond other nations was a unique stability based on a deeply rooted constitutional democracy and a large continent-sized country and market surrounded by two vast oceans and two weak neighbors. There are more advantages than that but in any event, one can observe challenges to U.S. stability today and more room for economic and market upheaval. Secondly, and fundamentally, whether in America or Afghanistan, the life cycle is real, and people who don't act their age may come to regret that. And so I'd put it this way, don't risk what you can't afford to lose. It's not a Wall Street slogan, but it's Ron searle style common sense that those with understanding will take to heart. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to other advisors to keep this FA project growing. This is Gil Weinrich for Seeking Alpha.